All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Welcome, everyone, back to the All The More podcast. We're uh, glad to be back with you again. Um, Aaron and I are both, uh, both, both here, and today we're going to be looking at the opening act. Well, that is the op- opening of Acts. Um, so, you know, for, uh, for, for a while we've been looking at, uh, you know, kind of using uh, Hebrews 11 as a, uh, a framework to guide our study as we look in, uh, you, know, to, you know, as we search out these scriptural truths and as we see what, uh, you know, what faith is uh, and how faith has, has you know, been the driving force from the very beginning of creation you know, all the way through uh, you know, to to the 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 exodus uh, uh, you know, of the, of Israel from Egypt, you know, on into their the, the beginning of their um their their conquest of the uh, of the promised land, and so you know now uh, you know, uh, Aaron and I you know we we were wanting to kind of uh you know move into uh, a New Testament context of that faith, you know, to see kind of a a practical aspect of it uh, more. Uh, New Testament application of the faith that you know that that was the same faith of old that is now the faith of the New Testament, and so anyhow that, that's kind of, kind of where we're going with you know this opening act here. But uh, without further ado, let me welcome Aaron back to the podcast. Uh, hello, Aaron. How's it going? I was going to say, uh, uh, we you know we've been going through Hebrews eleven, and you know the Hebrews eleven verse one says, "Now faith is the substance." things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen or not seen uh something you know that was kind of the thing we've been going through with faith and hebrews but the uh, fantastic part about acts is if you add one letter the letter f and it becomes facts so now you're having faith in things that are that are that are seen or have been witnessed and attested to uh by the by the apostles and by uh, plenty of other people you know we have the gospels you know matthew mark luke and john and uh, acts is kind of like the uh you know is a, is a narrative you know we're going to be going through the book of Acts is going to be having the, the the twelve disciples and their and their work after the resurrection of Christ, and uh, I just think it's a cool transition, you know, because the in Hebrews eleven you're talking about a lot of the Old Testament guys who still hadn't necessarily understood the full the full deal about you know how they were going to be uh, their sin would be atoned for and the promise of God to Abraham, but here you know it's uh, the promise has been fulfilled in in Christ, and we see the the new faith and the new facts we find in Acts that are taking us to a even greater depth of faith and uh, to propel us to uh, share the gospel and live out our Christian walk. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's kind of, you know, where we're going now, uh, you know, with, 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 the, with the, this, this look, look into acts and you know, where better to start than, you know, verse one, <laughs> you know, chapter one. Um, so uh, let, let, let's go ahead and, and uh, uh, go ahead and you know, uh, uh, crack this thing uh, open and, uh, and th- th- then we can kind of get into some, uh, some discussion. So uh, the book of Acts, though, uh, you, you bear in mind that uh, it was written uh, you know, by Luke, uh, you just like the gospel of Luke was written by Luke. Um, and, and, and so uh, you know, ju- just as in the gospel of Luke, we see here... Um, which we'll get kind of get get to this here, here in a minute. He, he he's addressing the book, 
you know, to the same person, um, you know, that he addressed the gospel to, uh, and, and, and you know, originally, um, you know, uh, the gospel of Luke and, and acts were both considered, you know, uh, you know, part one and part two of the same book, you know, cause they were both, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a two volume set kind of a thing. Uh, and so, uh, but anyways, uh, you, you, you know, Luke was, Luke was, uh, making a defense for, uh, you know, for his faith, he's making a defense you know, and, and a record of, of, you know, what Jesus did and then what the, you know, Jesus apostles, uh, did. So, um, it's interesting that, you know, that Luke, you know, ends the book of Luke ends you know, with the resurrection of Christ after he's been crucified. And, uh, you'll see in a minute here in verse one, it starts with Jesus's ascension into heaven. It's kind of like to kick it off. And, uh, so it's, it's evenly divided, I think in part one and part two. Just like we're talking about. That's something else, a little bit of background as we're reading through. You know, it's been as far as textual genre, you know, it's, like I said, it's a narrative, uh, but it's also written, you know, most scholars agree it's written in a Greek or Greco Roman bios, they call it, which is like a biography got format. And, um, you know, just like in, in the prologue section of Luke, you know, Luke chapter one, the first couple of verses there, like he's writing to the same guy and he's, you know, he's, it's kind of like a, a research paper, like Luke has gone around and, you know, witnessed some things, but he asked other witnesses and, you know, he come, basically compiles his, his knowledge. And then just to preface also that Luke was also a travel companion of, of Paul. So uh, a lot of the things in Acts, you know, Luke would have been, uh, basically riding right along with him. So, but anyway, you can go ahead. Let's go ahead and, um. Uh... I guess go ahead and uh, uh, you know, start off here in, in verse one. Um, it says uh, in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart uh, from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Um, so you, <clears throat> uh, uh, a lot of what, what you know, Aaron and I have already kind of you know, shared here you know, is, is, you know, very evident here in the first five verses, uh, you know, whatever, you know, he says in the first book, he's referring back to the gospel of Luke. And, and we know this because he says, you know, that I have dealt with all the thing or with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Um, and so that was the first book. That was the gospel of, of, of Luke, you know, the, the, his, his account of what he had found, uh, you know, regarding Christ. Now, you know, Luke, Luke himself wasn't an eyewitness of, of of you know uh, much you know, uh, or if any of 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 Christ's activity, but he was you know he, he was a, you know, a historian and a physician. He he went around and and you know, he as he says in in the book of Luke, he goes around and and, and, and compiles the eyewitness accounts of all these people and and uh, and so that's where where he gets all this information from. And so then when he comes to every to Acts, like Aaron said, he was kind of the the uh, uh, a traveling companion of of, uh, of Paul. Uh, but he you know, he addresses it again to uh, to Theophilus. Now, Theophilus. Some people think that Theophilus was an actual person. Some think, or rather, what Theophilus was a name of an, of a person. Other people think that Theophilus was just a title, um, or 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 you know, of some kind. But you know, Theophilus you know, in the Greek you know, means friend of God. Um, so you know, it, you know, it it could it could have been a name, or it could have been 
you know, a title or you know, whichever way it goes, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, who Theophilus actually was as, you know, as far as we can tell, but, uh, you know, it, it, it just kind of adds some continuity between Luke and Acts. Um, he, uh, he, he says, um, here uh, in verse three, you know, he presented himself alive to them, suffering or after his sufferings by many proofs. Um, you know, he uh, you know, he appeared over the course of forty days, you know, to you know, to his to his apostles and also to you know hundreds of other people that you know, uh, uh, you know within Jerusalem. And so uh, you know, you know, the, he he he, he uh, had had many many interactions that would you know, make it impossible for you know for anyone to to, you know, to think that it was just mass hysteria. You know, because it was on on multiple different instances. It wasn't just everyone saw him all at once. You know, um, but anyhow, and, and it says you know in verse four, and while staying, which that can also be rendered as while eating with them. But while staying with them, uh, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which that promise was you know, the Holy Spirit. And he, they, they were to remain there in Jerusalem before they went anywhere else, because you know Jesus came first to the Jew and then to the Greek. And so they were to wait for the Holy Spirit, minister there, and then go go on outward. What you got, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much summing up, you know, speaking of the Greek, and as a reminder about, you know, Greek means in general is, you know, Gentile, specifically Greek, actually Greek country, but, you know, we would be considered Greek in the fact that we're not Jewish. But um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, you're... Well, and you're talking, talking about about the Greek, you know, like if we're, if, uh, if, if we were to you know, talk about our like our ancestry, as far as you are, our uh, uh, German, Danish, Irish, Scottish kind of mix there, uh, we would actually be considered uh, uh, Barbaros or the the uh, the barbaric people. Yeah, you know, we, we we weren't even worthy of being called Gentiles or Greeks. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you know the Greeks were civilized people. We were we were we were all the the uh, heathen heathen clannish people. <laughs> yeah, Western European. But uh. Well, uh, uh, you, uh, you want to get get the next section? Yeah, where'd you leave off? Uh, I, I left off of verse five, so you could get like what six to uh, six to eleven. Oh yeah, it says uh, therefore when they had come together, they asked him, saying, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel?" Which is interesting, right there. You know, because the disciples are asking you because know, you know we all know that Jesus. A lot of people doubted Jesus because they were expecting some kind of political king, you know, uh, some kind of warrior, a warlord or something, and you know, it's prophesied about about the Messiah that he would, you know coming and you know, free the, uh, the the Jews and and you know cause a big revolt and because at this time Rome uh, Rome controlled most of the area if not you know if not all of uh, Jerusalem and Galilee and the whole modern day Israel and uh, but anyway they still hadn't fully grasped what it meant right here as far as uh, they still they still haven't fully grasped what it meant to uh, what what Jesus' real goal and what his task was when he was coming here you know in the sense that they were they still hadn't realized that he was, the, you know, setting up his kingdom and not necessarily the political kingdom. So after, you know, the Lord, you will this time restore the kingdom of Israel. In verse 7, it goes on to say, And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons what the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and all in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So going back, you know, as I was just saying, you know, they're waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. And, and what is the purpose of having the Holy Spirit? You know, this is, he's uh, saying, you know, you're going to be a witness. I like, was talking about to the, to, the, to the Jew and to the Greek. But, you know, Jesus is telling them that you know, you're going to be my witnesses. You know, that's where we get the idea of, you know, witnessing to people or, you know, sharing the gospel. And, um, you know, be my witness of of him 
of his existence in you know, all of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. So like all these different people grew into the end of the earth. Uh, if you kind of pick up here in verse verse 9, it says, uh, uh, and, and when he had said these things, uh, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Um, now, I want to stop right there real quick. You know, th- there have been many, many a uh, conspiracy theorist or uh, UFO enthusiast or whatever else you want to call it uh, that, that that has said, uh, you know, the aliens took him away. Jesus was an alien. Well, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, uh, I myself don't don't uh, don't believe in aliens. Uh, you know, I. I, I don't see see you know, any, any evidence you know in scripture saying that there that there is any any life outside of our planet and I'm you know, it's not that's not me being being arrogant uh you know in, you know, in our humanity but uh I mean it's just a sheer fact that I mean right now uh you know obviously we haven't seen any evidence anywhere of you know of sophisticated life you know, more than a bacterium here and there but uh but too I mean you know what uh why would why would god have have made you know more than than, than one world you know that was inhabited by you know uh you know by creatures such as us um but anyways uh and then the, well, and the, and something else to say real quick with in regards to philosophy of religion and things you know even in in philosophy they talk about you know in all possible worlds you know something is either possible or impossible or something like that and so to say even if there was another world somewhere else which is simply hypothetical it still wouldn't change the fact that if god is god in our world and he is a transcendent supreme all-powerful all-knowing being which means it doesn't matter what world or universe or whatever he was in god would still be god so um anyway you know, and, and I mean, you know, that, that, that's you know very much the case. Uh, you know, because he, uh, he, he, you know, God can do you know whatever he wants to do. Um, what? But also, you know, you have to remember, you know, God's attributes and God Himself is unchanging. So, um, you know, uh, in any possible world, God should be the same because you know God is, you know, He has His His character, His attributes, you know, describing Himself, whether He revealed it Himself or these are like assumed things. But uh, right. Anyway. So even if there was aliens, it wouldn't matter because that doesn't take away from the fact that God is God. Right. So. Well, and and, and, and you, you know, uh, um, you know, Romans does say that that uh, uh, the uh, heavens you know, uh, you know, pro- proclaim His you know, proclaim His glory and they proclaim His wrath. And so, um, also one other thing I want to say real quick is there's that show you know on History Channel, that ancient alien show. Duh. And uh, which is where a lot of this crap you know they talk about all these alien theories, but. Basically, the best thing I can do it is like everything else in science. They're just—they're basically just trying to explain away God from everything, you know. And um, and I just think that uh, that that, that you you can't explain it away. Um, but you know, speaking logically and everything is far more logical. Uh, there is a God than you know that there are these other you know, all this other stuff. I don't know. I'm probably messing it up, but I think what you're trying to say is that yeah, it, it it makes more sense, you know, logically speaking, that that there would be you know you know, uh, a, uh, a God who created all this rather than there being, you know, all these other, you know, uh, pseudo higher beings or whatever you know, out there that, that, you know, you know, have come along and, and, uh, you know, and farmed us or whatever, you know, uh, like, like some, some, some theorists say, but anyways, we're getting way off in the weeds, <laughs> but, um, uh, but anyways, um, so, so yeah, uh, yeah it says that, that uh, uh, yeah, uh, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Verse 10, uh, and while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes 
and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now, of course, we, we know that these weren't actual human men. It was just they were two angels in the appearance of men. Um, and you know, one, one, uh, one reason we know this is you know, uh, you know, the, the description given. Uh, it says, Behold, two men stood by them in white robes. You know, uh, very often, uh, you know, uh, the the angels in, in the New Testament are seen you know, as as men wearing white robes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that, that that that's kind of the you know, you know one of the one one of the, the the takeaways. And then you know uh, for for another thing, you know, they were just these random people who they hadn't even noticed come up. They just kind of poof, here they are, you know. Um, right. But anyways, uh, so and, and, and then they they uh, you know, identify them as men of Galilee. Well, how would they know that they were Galileans? You know. Um, so anyways, he says, "You men of Galilee, you know, why do you stand looking up into heaven?" You, you, uh, um, you they're 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 kind of gawking up, like, "Well, there he goes. Where do you, I mean, we we just got him back. <laughs> where is he going? I mean, you know, they knew where he's going, but it's, but but still, the fact you know that now they're going to be separated from him again, and and so, uh, you know. You know, the the angels tell him you know, Jesus is I mean, he he he's he's been taken up in heaven, but you know, he will come back in the same way that you've seen him go. And so yeah, you know, that's kind of, kind of why uh, uh, you know, a lot of people you know that they, they, they look up to the sky as you know uh, as as you know uh, you know where Jesus is going to be coming back to. Um, which you know, there 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 are you know, uh, a couple different um, ideas, but you know, you know there's the you know uh, well. I, I'll put it this way: you know, Jesus is supposed to come back, you know, uh, you know, uh, in, in the clouds to you know, reclaim his church, and then when he comes and touches down on on the earth, that will be you know, when he you know, comes back as the as the the warrior conqueror king that that the Jews were looking for to begin with, uh, and and that will be you know, prior to the the Battle of Armageddon. But anyhow, um, and, and you, you kind of, kind of you know, look, looking back real quick into verse. Um, uh, verse eight, where it says, "Yeah, but you will receive power uh, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in, in all Judea and and Samaria uh, and to the end of the earth." You know, like for us today, as far as mi- you know, missions work goes, it, the 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 idea there is is you're looking at um, you know the Jerusalem, like for instance. Uh, Whatever town you're in, let's and, you know, since since uh, since I'm in Brunswick, let's just say that my Jerusalem is Brunswick. Aaron's Jerusalem is Ashburn, uh, and then you know, so that that that's where my primary witness is. But then you know, it says in all of Judea. Well, Judea was the kind of like the the county. So I'm over here in Glen County. Aaron's over there in Turner County. That's his. That's our. Those are our Judeas. Uh, Samaria, you know, is kind of uh, our state. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it, 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 kind of our our, our state <clears throat> or our or, or our neighboring countries. Because uh, you know, Samaria was was a separate nation from Israel proper, um, but under the under the Roman rule, they were all kind of a kind of part of the same the same pot, you know. Um, and so, um, you know, our our Samaria would be you know, either. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as you know, our country goes, you know, we, you know our Samaria would be either in you know, Mexico or, or Canada on a country country level, or our 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 Samaria could also just be you know, our, uh, the state of Georgia, or it could be you know the, our neighboring states with it, you know, around Georgia. Um, 
And then finally, of course, it says, uh, uh, and to the ends of the earth. So, um, you know, we, we are to be a witness throughout the whole earth, but you know, it kind of, kind of gives a, uh, a framework, you know, you know, you live this live for me every day wherever you go but especially in your jerusalem and then go outside of your jerusalem to your judea then to your samaria then to the end of the ends of the earth now what were you saying Aaron? uh don't i don't remember okay i i, I th- thought you tried to try to say something a minute ago um, well, i was just talking about you know like samaria you know like you're saying it's your neighboring state or your, you know this is galilee samaria and then uh judah right yeah yeah, because like uh, uh, what uh, you know, uh, the Galilee, you know, was was kind of a the the a another city region, you know, within within you know, within Judea, um, and so, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, it kind of the idea is you break you. Jesus was talking about breaking it up into you know, breaking up the world and into certain parts, you know, where you where your immediate focus is where your you know, slight, slight periphery is you're you know, kind of moving outwards from there. Um, but anyhow, so, you know, so yeah, that, that, that was, you know, the, uh, the ascension. And so, yeah, as Aaron, you know, stated, stated earlier, you know, uh, which, uh, it, 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 it wasn't until, you know, I was, uh, I was in high school that, you know, that, that I, that I even realized that, hold on a minute, Jesus didn't go to like, he didn't ascend into heaven and the gospels. What? And so, uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like like kind of a a dumb thing to to not realize, but I mean, if you read the Bible, you'll see very clearly that that's exactly how it happens. But but anyways, um, yeah, a lot of people assume that the same day he resurrected out of the tomb, he just kind of ascended on up to heaven. Then, but he actually resurrected and spent forty days, you know, going around and um making I think it was thirteen appearances uh or something like that to uh you know different ones of disciples to other other people you know um but yeah anyway it wasn't to the end of the 40 days that he actually ascended i i, I blame or place the blame largely uh, you know on on uh a lot of uh you know i guess uh christian renditions of 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 you know christ's uh of christ's story you know uh, you know of his you know, death burial resurrection you know that because there, there's a lot of like you know, uh in the uh uh, Jesus film and and and, and in you know, pretty much every other popular form of of Jesus life and 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 cinema you know, he he like you said he he resurrects he goes and sees the disciples one time and then we have this cut scene where they like cut off real quick oh here we are all gathered on this mountaintop and here's Jesus going up in the air like and they kind of skate over a lot of ground in between um, yeah most of the whole gospel movie took place in a in a week's time you know. You know, the Passion Week, you know, he's he's a uh, like the Passion of Christ. You know, that's a that movie is like a week long. There's seven days at time elapsed during that whole movie, and so they don't have time to show the forty days after that. There's a lot of stuff that happened in the forty days. But anyway, right. Well, and and the two, you know, within those forty days, there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that you know isn't a hundred percent recorded. You know, with enough detail to 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 really you know formulate any kind of a scene you know, it would all be there would be a lot of conjecture which you know, I, I you know i i'm glad that 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 they that they have enough respect for scripture to not attempt to 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 you know pull a rabbit out of a hat in that sense uh but yeah i, I they could have at least showed the scene where jesus uh peter and them after the crucifixion or, or whatever you know um or after his resurrection anyway he uh, peter and them are out fishing again and then you know they see jesus calls them he's over there on the shore and he cooks some breakfast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Can't remember. It's 
terrible because I just thought about it. I don't, I don't remember the chapter and verse, but I just thought that was funny. I, I didn't ever realize that, but because Jesus started firing there on the shore and they, you know, brought some fish and they cooked breakfast there on the, on the, on the, I guess on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, and and you know, what what wasn't that, that the same the same uh, uh, same same time where where Jesus you know, asked Peter three times you know do you love me do you love yeah. me you know, if, if you know, feed my sheep you know do you love me feed my sheep which um, I I don't know where I heard it but there was one one, one place one time I, I heard heard one one pastor say that that uh, you know, every time that Jesus says do you love me. He uses a different form of the Greek word for love because in Greek there are four four general uh, you know, words for for love. There's you know uh, the uh, erotic love. There's brotherly love. There's you know unconditional love, and then there's the, the you know the, like the love of, of country or, or like the love of uh, like uh, uh, what's it called the love of nation or whatever. Well, um, he definitely did not use the erotic form of love because that would be very wrong in every in every sense. He didn't use the love of 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 um, of nation because you know why would you love Jesus like a nation? So the only two forms left is you know agape, the unconditional sacrificial love, and then there's the uh, 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 philo, which is the brotherly love. So I, I don't know where this pastor was getting the idea from, but you know, he he used um, you know uh, uh, philo and agape you know, as the two forms. Uh, now, but, but anyhow that that. that that's an, that's another discussion for another day. But anyways, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was crazy that, that this one guy wanted to twist it, twist it around a little bit to try to make a point. But he, I mean, he did use two forms. God. So if you want to dive off in the weeds one more time, real quick. Okay. About Peter, you know, Peter, uh, Peter went. You know, he was called by, or he knew Christ originally. You know, Luke five is whenever Jesus original initially, you know, basically jumps on Peter's boat. You know, and uh, basically when Jesus initially calls Peter and. Uh, even though he already knew him before then because his brother Andrew had already, you know, basically signed up as a disciple or he'd already been chosen. And so meanwhile, you know, J Peter already knows about Christ, but he's messed around fishing. So then, you know, he leaves the boat, whatever. And there's two more times after that, that Peter went back fishing. And, um, and I don't know, you know, there's two, three times total since Jesus knew or Peter knew Jesus that instead of, you know, doing what he's supposed to be doing, he went fishing. So, uh, anyway, I don't know if that's why I asked him if he loved him three times or not. I know there's a lot of, threes in there you know the rooster crows yeah. three times and but anyway that was another little wheeze but we'll, the, you know, with well that, that that's a whole lot, whole lot more more applicable than than ufos and, and alien theories yeah. <laughs> but uh all right well let, let, let's go ahead and um uh move on here to um uh to uh matthias being chosen to replace uh judas um so uh Starting here in, in verse twelve, going to the uh, to the uh, uh, end of the chapter here, it says, um, "Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, uh, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had t entered, uh, they went up to the to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bar Bartholomew, Matthew." Or Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, uh, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All, all these, uh, with one accord, devoted devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in all about 120, and said, "Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas." 
who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he num- he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in the ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his uh, of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out, and it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their la- their own language uh, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp uh, become desolate and let there be no, uh, no one to dwell in it and let another take his office. So one of the men who was accompanied, who has, who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who, uh, who was also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you Lord, you know, uh, you Lord, who know the hearts of all show which one of these, uh, two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for for the, uh, for them and they uh, and the lot fell on Matthias and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. All right, Aaron, you want to take 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 it from there? Yeah, I was just leave. I was talking about before we started recording. Uh, you know, this is the last time you the casting of lots is basically like you know someone drawing straws or you know some people some people falsely say it's like gambling, so they're saying gambling is okay because they used to cast lots, which is like casting dice kind of a deal. But it's an Old Testament way of, you know, discerning God's will. Like in the Old Testament, they would use casting of lots to, uh, you know, basically discern God's will. And the reason why they did that, you have to understand that. And still right now in this chapter one, you know, the Holy Spirit has not yet come. And so instead of, you know, the Holy Spirit guiding you and, you know, bringing on the priesthood of the believer and, you know, interpreting scripture and leading you and guiding you in what you need to do, they were still relying on the Old Testament uh, way of casting lots, which is basically, you know, they, they assumed you know, they would cast lots and whatever happened would happen. You know, whatever happened was God's will. Anyway, it's interesting, though, just to say that, you know, in chapter two of Acts, you see the that's when the, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and, you know, dwells with the people there in Jerusalem. And that's and it's been here ever since, you know, because Jesus promised he would send a helper so that they, you know, the Christians wouldn't be like, you know, orphans, he said, you know, without someone to, you know, guide and direct them. Anyway, so just to preface, you know, there's a lot of things in Acts that may happen that happened one time, and uh, generally as a rule of thumb, if it only happens one time in the book of Acts, is Acts is, you know, as far as trying to figure out doctrine and things, if it only happened one time, it's simply a historical fact, but that doesn't mean it should be taken as doctrine. So with that being said, now, you know, to cast lots would not be biblical or advised or anything like that because, like I said, that was a something pre-Holy Spirit. Now that we have the Holy Spirit, we don't need uh, to guess or to you know, leave things up to chance. Uh, you know, we... We pray, and the Holy Spirit will guide us. Yeah, well, you know the um, you know, he, he, uh, he, here at the at the 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 uh, start of this passage, um, you know, you know, where he t- talks about them them you know, returning to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet. Um, you know that that is the the Mount of Olives. Um, that uh, says you know uh, uh, which is near uh, Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. So uh, I I was uh, uh re- reading a commentary, and I, I thought this was kind of interesting how um. The uh, a Sabbath day journey was a traditional uh, distance, um, you know, you know, that was st- still used based upon the um, the distance that a Jew could travel 
like the, a Sabbath day journey was the maximum distance that a Jew could travel on the Sabbath day, which was based, which originated from back during the Exodus when, uh, when, when, when the, the Jews were still wandering around and they had the, you know, the, the, the tabernacle and they would set, set up the camp around the tabernacle. Well, the farthest point in the camp away, you know, the farthest tent from the tabernacle was approximately, you know, three quarters of a mile. So, you know, the, uh, the Jews, they would, you know, uh, uh, as per the law, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to, uh, observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy, you know, make it a day of rest. They were only allowed to go so far. So anyways, you know, a Sabbath day journey was about three quarters, quarters of a mile, but they, that, you know, that was, that, that's where, you know, it originated from was the, the farthest distance from the farthest tent to the, to the tabernacle. Um, but anyhow, uh, so 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 you, you, uh, he, he, here they are. You know, they're, they're, they've you know, gone about a quarter of a mile from the Mount of Olives to uh, to uh, uh, to Jerusalem, and uh, and so you know, when, when they they, they you finally come back together, you said know, so, you know, they're, they're you back back in, in uh, the upper room, uh, and you down here in, in, in verse fourteen, um, you know, it says uh, all all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Now, uh, uh, there, there, there are some, uh, some out there, um, namely, uh, uh, namely, uh, many, if uh, I'll, I'll say most Catholics, because I know that there are some Catholics that do not hold to this, but most Catholics, uh, I, I, I believe do hold, do hold to this, that they believe in, in the, uh, the, uh, I guess eternal virginity of of Mary, or uh, you know that you know they they believe that you know, Jesus was the only the only one she ever birthed, and that was it. Um, well, anyhow, you know the, 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 there are some other other passages that you know, speak of of uh, Jesus having you know half brothers and sisters. Um, but and, and you know this being you know one of those references. I mean you know, that that this isn't an explicit reference, but. Uh, with the context and how how the the structure of the sentence is formed, it says Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, not the mother of God, but the mother of Jesus uh, and his brothers, being you know, and his brothers following the mother of Jesus. You know that that um that that could could refer to his actual half brothers, uh, and also in the Greek there the the word is adelphoi, uh, 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 which can refer specifically. Or ex- rather, exclusively to brothers, or it could also be used to refer to brothers and sisters. So you know, basically, it, you know, when it's, when it's used in that form, it's kind of like the you know, kind of like I was saying siblings. But um, anyhow, uh, Aaron, what you got? Another, well, another little fun fact about the upper room, and another one of our gospel writers of I can't remember her last name, but it was uh, Mary. You know. So, it was said that something like half of the women in this first century AD in Jerusalem or Israel, modern Israel at the time were all named Mary, but the, uh, gospel writer, Mark, whose name was John Mark, um, people wonder about him and everything, but he was a son of Mary. Which one was it? Do you know, Levi? I've drawn a blank. Well, there's Mary, one of the Marys who'd been faithful and with Jesus ministry and been there the whole time. John, the, the Mark, the, the author of the gospel of Mark, um, you know, he, he would be the son of the, of the woman who owned the house when which they were staying in the upper room, which is the same place, you know, the Lord's or the last supper happened. Right. And, um, and so, you know, it's just interesting to think about Mark, you know, the gospel writer, you know, he would have certainly not witnessed all of Jesus's ministry and everything, but you know, as a, however old he was, he was certainly young enough not to be married and have his own house. You know, he would have been around and seeing Jesus and the disciples and all this stuff taking place, which, uh, 
I think is pretty fascinating. Yeah, imagine if you were him. But uh, anyway, so that's a lot of people wonder how the all the gospel writers, you know, who they are, how they tie in everything. But uh, anyway, Mark, the gospel writer of Mark, would have been the son of the lady who owned the house of this upper room we're talking about where they're staying. And uh, spe- speaking about the uh, uh, the uh, authors of uh, of the gospels, there, there's a, a very interesting book. Um, called i think it's uh, uh uh jesus and the eyewitnesses i believe is what it's called uh written by richard balcom um it uh it it's a very very uh i'll 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 put a put a put a uh, a link in the show notes but uh it, it was a very a very interesting uh book especially you, you know when, when when talking about you know john mark or you know, the the author of of mark um you know, because uh uh the the way that the way that it was written uh it, it bears a lot of similarity to um to first and second peter uh which which lends lends uh or kind of suggests rather that that uh that that, that peter uh you know because you, know, you know peter and john mark you know were, were, were kind of kind of uh, uh, i guess you know close or whatever but that you know it suggests that peter was a heavy influence upon the writer the writer of mark um you know, being John Mark, and so that would, you know, them being close friends was would, would be kind of a uh, an, an ex- like, explanation for that. But yeah, like Peter could have. That's what a lot of the gospels were. You know, they're more only you know authored by whoever the author was, you know, which is the title of the name. But they also, like you say, like Peter could have, you know, added. You know, people ask or wonder sometimes, you know, how do they know all these intricate details about, you know, what did he did Jesus really say this or did he really say that or did this really happen? You know, and uh, you know Peter, he, he would have been there the whole time. Right. And, uh, you know, and a lot of these events, you know, like say, uh, John Mark, you know, the, he would have been, imagine like a teenage boy or who knows exactly how old he was, but a boy witnessing firsthand seeing, you know, he'd have been there during the Passion Week, you know, right after the Lord's, uh, the Last Supper and, you know, Jesus is hauled off by the Romans and all this other stuff. And, and uh, he would have been there. Yeah. Well, also, like you say, he toured some or traveled some with Peter and, uh, other stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, and, 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 and you, you, know, uh, one one factor, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, I guess they uh, they you know, fail fail to remember is the fact that you know the Holy Spirit was you know he, he was key and and the writing of the whole of the whole thing, right? Um, and so uh, you know that that was you know part of the reason that things were able to be as uh, as accurate or as detailed is because certain things were revealed by the Holy Spirit Himself uh, and things were coordinated by the Holy Spirit Himself, you know. The whole the, the whole way so that everything would would work together i mean that's how we have you know 66 books written by you know 40 some odd authors uh over the span of you know four thousand years you know four thousand book you can put a little plug in the show notes for is that gospel that a uh, harmony of the gospels by uh, george w knight right who uh he kind of you know some people you know the, the gospels are written by four different people and uh, some of them would have known each other, some of them wouldn't, and they're in different places around the, you know, the region, so they wouldn't have been like just sitting in a room writing stuff together or whatever. And uh, but it's just amazing how you know four different people uh, write four different gospels, and everything still works out in this book. You know, he goes through it, you know, verse by verse, and and uh, this George W. Knight guy and really shows the harmony and the um, how there's four different accounts, but they all match up. Right. But uh, well, yes. So so you you kind of. Moving on here, you know, back back to the text. Yeah, you know, uh, here it is. You know, in verse fifteen, you know, he's you talking about Peter. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Peter. You know, uh, he was the uh, uh, the impulsive one. He was he was the the you know, kind of the the spokesperson of the group. Um, and so 
uh, you, he, he, here's Peter. You know, he's standing up you know, uh, amongst the company of people, which it says you know, was about 120. Um, and, and so you know, he, he, he kind of you know, encourages them, you know, because, you know, I mean, here, here's Jesus. Jesus is now he's he's been crucified. He's been buried, raised. He's been been back with them for for a time, and then now he's gone again. So again, you know, you know, that that would be kind of a like a, a, a kind of a, a big loss, you know, or at least seemingly a big loss again. And so you know, he's encouraging them, saying, "You brothers, you know, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit uh, spoke beforehand." You know, you're talking about about Judas, and 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 so you know now he's like, you know, we have to get we have to get our 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 our, our minds focused on the ministry and prepare for what you know, for what Christ has us to do. Um, also in, in that section there, uh, I guess at the verse 14, it talks about, you know, they all gather together, basically, like you're saying, you know, they, they gather together after the ascension of Christ and they, they all go back to the upper room and kind of like, imagine they're kind of like regrouping, and, you know, what's the first thing they do? They all gather together, gather together in the upper room and they start to pray. And, uh, if you can imagine the intensity end of the prayer, you know, not only because they're emboldened faith, because they just watch the Son of God ascend into heaven, but also because, you know, they're praying, I imagine, very fervently, you know, you know, partially in grief because, you know, Christ is just left, even though they knew it had to be fulfilled, but also praying for the ushering in of the Holy Spirit, you know. And uh, so you, know, you can just kind of imagine what it would be like to be there. Well, and, and then two, and the two, you know, you know, you know talk, talking about you know the uh, you know, replacing Judas. I mean, you know, Judas had been one of them for three and a half years. I mean, yeah. you know, like they had lived together for three and a half years. They had done nothing but you know learn and serve, learn from and serve Jesus for three and a half years. So I mean, you know, you uh, regardless of how much you like somebody or not, you, get, you know, I mean, you, you get pretty close to them after three and a half years. Um, right. And so you know, you know that that you know, they would also you have you have to you probably they were also probably mourning the mourning the loss of of, of Judas, um, you know, both the the physical loss and 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 the the uh, ultimate you know, spiritual loss of Judas. Um, yeah. But it says here you know, that in verse seventeen that uh, you know, for you know he Judas was numbered among us and and was allotted his his share in this ministry. You know, he you know, he 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 you know, reminded them. You know he was one of us. Uh, and then 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 it kind of it kind of breaks off here in verses eighteen and nineteen, um, talking about you kind know, kind of uh, you talk about about uh, uh, you know now this man acquired a field you know, with the reward of his wickedness. Uh, and he falling headlong, he burst open uh, in the middle, and his bowels gushed out, and it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that uh, the field was called in their language Akel that is field of blood um and so you know that, that this passage here um that 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 uh that that feel there you know, the, it, basically the, the, these these you know two, two verses were um they were written you know, not not as part of uh not not a, as part of uh what's it called a uh, peter's message but it was kind of you know luke's um kind of his his uh, uh biographer's comment or whatever on the uh, on on what what was going on, you know, what Peter had had said, you know, you know, so as to give a more complete you know historical context, I guess you could say, uh, right. you know, concerning you know, J- you know, Judas you know, being with them and and, and you know, his death, and and so uh, um, you know that this was you know, part of the because you know, his uh, the the uh, thirty pieces of silver, you know, that that, that Judas you know was paid. Um, you know, he, he, he says he, 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 you know, went out and, 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 uh, uh, hanged himself. And so, 
you know the chief priest you know he, you know, he, he they went to, you took the money and, and they bought the burial ground and, and so anyways that was kind of the whole the whole thing um and, also some of this little thing about judas is to talk about the grief they would have felt you know obviously they trusted him because you know judas was also the treasurer kind of for him right he held the money and so you know obviously you know if they would have thought that he would have done that he wouldn't have been the treasurer you know what i mean right because typically the, the trusted person is you're gonna you know he's gonna be holding the money but uh so yeah there'd be a lot of you know if you can imagine the way the possible felt you know there's not only grief like you say for his loss of salvation but kind of like you know they, they probably felt betrayed too you know what and, and and you know, uh, I, uh, I I know what you mean, but j- j- just for the for the for the sake of clarity, you know, it's not his loss of salvation, but because but his uh, uh, what'd you call it? His um, well, it's basically he rejected Christ, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He betrayed him. He, you know, Jesus says, you know, he, the apostles will say, well, "How do we know if you if someone loves you or something?" And Jesus says, you know, uh, if you love me, you'll do the things that I do. And apparently, Judas didn't. Right. And you know, Judas traded in his relationship with Christ for thirty pieces of silver, which. Uh, yeah, speaking of this 30 pieces of silver, uh, that that was the uh, the universal going rate for a slave at that time. Yeah, 30 yeah. pieces of silver would you know would make you the master of someone. So here's you know, here you know, Judas was essentially claiming himself to be the master or the owner of Jesus, and, so, and by accepting payment, he sold Jesus as his personal slave to the the, the priests uh, you know of the Sanhedrin. Um, so anyways, I, yeah, I just thought that was kind of, kind of interesting. Yep. Um, but anyhow, um, so kind of, kind of, uh, uh, go, going here, the, 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 the last couple of verses here, uh, where is it here? Okay. So, so yeah, the, uh, the, there are some, some, some qualifications that, that Peter, Peter laid out as far as, you know, who would be the one to, uh, to replace Judas. You know, and the, the first qualification was that, uh, you know the the uh uh that ha- ha- had to be a man that it had to be you know one that was with them from the time of of you know of uh the baptism of John you know that is you know John the Baptist you know baptizing Jesus you know from that point until the day when he was when he Jesus was taken up um and so you know one of those men would become the you know the witness of his resurrection they would be the one that would you know come alongside them come come alongside the 11 and 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 bear witness to that, and so you know they 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 they, they uh, uh, you know, came came through and, and and narrowed it down to two guys, uh, Joseph, you know, aka uh, Bersabbas or Justice, and then Matthias, and so they prayed, um, and then they 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 took uh, you know took the lots and cast lots, and then it you know, landed to where uh, Matthias was the one. Uh, and so, you know, you know uh, as Aaron said earlier, you know, some people, you know, mistakenly use this to justify gambling, um, you know, because, oh, the, the apostles gambled, you know, but, you know, the apostles didn't, weren't gambling. They were, you know, that was, the, that was the, the, you know, a common standard method of, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, any, any, mighty mo, catch a tiger by his toe kind of deal. Um, except, uh, anyhow, so, 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 so you, you hear, you know, they, they, you know, they accepted that God had chosen, uh, Matthias. Now, uh, you know, so, some people, uh, you know, wonder, wonder what, you know, or some people, you might think that, that, you know, they kind of jumped the gun because, you know, later, you know, Paul, you know, Paul was, you know, kind of chosen by Jesus himself, uh, you know, you know to, you know, to kind of be, be the, the, the next guy. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't actually think they think that they were jumping the gun. Yeah. You know, I, I think they were, you know, stepping out in faith 
uh, as 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 they should. You know, they they were doing what they thought was right, uh, and 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 you, uh, you know, so that they could have a uh, you have the the you know the the twelve people because there were how many tribes of uh, of Israel, Aaron? Twelve. There are twelve tribes. So you have you know one you know one for each tribe. You know to to you know to to go and uh, go and bear witness. You know. But, it's kind of interesting. Why do you think there's 13 then, or 13 apostles? You know, 12 plus Paul. I don't know. What? What? Why are there 13? I just thought about it. You know, there's the 12 tribes of of, of Israel, and then who else? The Gentiles. Oh well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, so uh, I just thought of, thought about that just now. But also something else about Paul. You know, you know, people say that you know they jumped the gun or whatever. But Paul himself said that he was the least of those of the men that were numbered. Right. Saying that he was the least worthy, the least. You know, Paul wasn't. Paul wasn't there. Um, during, I mean, he would have been in the area, you know, certainly he would have known of Christ, you know, and he obviously, you know, Paul was uh, a persecutor of Christians in the beginning. You know, he was a, like we mentioned, I think we mentioned this, but he was a Pharisee, you know, he's an educated, he was educated basically, man. He was basically, you know, uh, had the equivalent of a, of a PhD, you know, today, but, you know, he it was a, you know, he was the, the PhD of, of, uh, of Jewish law. Yeah. I mean, he, he would be the, you know, one of the top educated men in the whole country. And, uh, you know, he's obviously righteous because he followed the law and this and the other, but, you know, he was persecuting Christians and, you know, but, you know, how he could be an apostle is because, you know, Jesus uh, met him on the road to Damascus, you know, asking him, you know, why are you persecuting me kind of thing. Right. Well, and and, and you're talking about being apostle, you know, what, what does the name apostle even mean? Well, like in, in the Greek, you know, apostolos, it means sent one. So Paul was chosen by Christ and he was sent. So he was a sent one. Right. So the, I mean that's a, so that's how Paul was able to do it. You know, Paul didn't start off like the other men, and that's why he said he was he was the least. You know, because I mean I think he carried Paul carried a lot of guilt um, throughout a lot of his life for that, and he obviously felt forgiven. But you know, here he was in the beginning, you know, persecuting Christians. That's why he was on the road to Damascus in the first place because he's been given orders by the <coughs> Sanhedrin or the you know the the council, the, the Pharisees, basically from the government. You know, with basically warrant for. The rest of Christians, right? And so you know, he was in he was in hot pursuit. You know, imagine he's like a little bounty hunter. He's in hot pursuit of some Christians, and then here Jesus meets him on the road and says, "We well, know what the heck are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? You know, persecuting my people." And, uh, and so that's how it, that's how it all happens. You know, and, and, and you know, I I think something you know, can be said about uh, about Paul here too is that um, you know his original name was Saul. You know, Saul was the you know first king of of, of Israel. Uh, and, and, and you, you saw was a, a, a great man, like you know, his, his stature, he was, he was a, he was a very tall man, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like you know, our George Washington was very tall compared to you know, everyone else at the time. Um, and so, you, you, uh, you, you, but Paul, or Paul himself was not a big man. Yeah. You know, he was big in his ego, big in his knowledge, but he was not so big in stature. Uh, and so, you know, and one reason he's called Paul is because you know, to the Romans, you know, you know, to the people that were uh, you know, part of the part of the empire, uh, you know, that they, they, they would call him Paul because the you know, the uh, the Latin for small was you know uh, sounds similar to Paul. So uh, you know you know, and then you know, Paul's uh, you know, Paul goes by the name of Paul after he is. In ministry, uh, you know, because yeah, you know, partly because I think you know he is you know thinking of himself less. He's thinking you know, he he's you know he feels smaller than he was to begin with because you know his his pride was had puffed him up while while he was Saul and then he had 
you know, become small as Paul. But anyhow, yeah. well, uh, uh, you, you got, got any, uh, uh, closing thoughts as we, uh, before we get, uh, any, any, uh, longer in the longer in the mouth. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we're, I mean, we thought we'd covered enough, but I would just encourage all of you to stick with us because, uh, Acts is definitely one of the most, uh, is my, one of my favorite books in all of the Bible. One of the uh, most action packed with Acts. Yeah, I mean, certainly action packed and, <laughs> you know, what better way to understand what it means to be a Christian than to see and read about the original Christians and, and what they did and the, and the problems they faced and, you know, how they dealt with them. And, uh, and also my favorite part is, you know, the intensity, as we'll see, if you stick with us, you know, as we go through Acts, the intensity that, uh, they sought to share the gospel and, uh, the great lengths they went to and, and, uh, all the, all the apostles except one, uh, lost her life and died as a martyr, you know, in service of, of the King you know, of Jesus. And, um, so these men were absolutely sold out, uh, to Christ. And, you know, when we Christians today talk about, you know, well, yeah, I, I gave my life to Christ in this day or, you know, whatever, but you know, what does that really mean? I mean, these men literally gave not, not only submitted and their, and their will to do whatever God told them to do, they submitted, but they literally gave it up. You know, I mean, and, and what greater example did they have than Christ himself? You know, Christ came to earth, you know, he was, he was born to die. His entire mission on earth was to, was to save the world, make, be an atonement for sin, to go to, uh, reconcile man and to sanctify him and justify him before a holy God. And, uh, and he did all this and he, and he had to die. And, you know, and you can imagine all these men, you know, they've, they've seen their leader you know, Jesus, the son of God do this. And, you know, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. This kind of attitude. I'm not saying to be a Christian, you have to give up your life. But, you know, when we say we, we've been saved, you know, I made a decision to give my life to Christ. I mean, I mean, you, you can't hold anything back. You see these original Christians, they saw Jesus and they held nothing back. And, um, and that's why I like Acts. You just see the, the uh, intensity and the, the fact that, you know, the whole book of Acts is an apologetic writing almost to the, to the truthfulness of the Luke part one. You know, and I, I preached this when I was at Northside, the church that me and Levi grew up at a couple weeks back. You know, if there was, if what Luke, if Luke part one wasn't true, there would be no Luke part two or AKA act. And, um, so anyway, we'll see this, the whole theme in Acts is, you know, is these men, uh, selflessly devoting their life to Christ. And, um, and I think we as Christians should can learn a lot and model our own, whatever you want to call it, walk or our own journey with Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, th- don't, don't think I, I can really, you know, add anything of, of, uh, of substance to, to, uh, you know, uh, 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 anything, anything you've said, Aaron, but, uh, you know, cause I mean, you, you pretty much, you nailed it. Um, and you know, well, you know, what, 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 what I, what I will add is that, uh, you know, at, you know, as always, you know, uh, at, as Christians, you know, we, we, we are to, you know, search out God's truth, uh, you know, to, you know, to know it, but, not only to know it because your knowledge only does so much good, but when you apply that knowledge, when you apply the truth of that knowledge to your own life, uh, that, that is where, you know, where the difference is made. You know, uh, you know, it, it, you, know, you can read the Bible all you want, but until you start believing it and, uh, and, and, and applying it to yourself, um, you know, and living by it, that, that's when, when where, where the the difference comes from, and so you know, that's kind of what we hope hope to achieve. You know, as always you know, through these podcasts, is to uh, you know, help you to to grow closer, you know, uh, closer to God, to, to help you grow more confident in your faith. Um, you know, because that's I mean, with, without that faith, there's nothing. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
as we go go through this, you know, go go through you know, the book of Acts and 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 you know, whatever else you know we we you know we we come into, we just uh, I just encourage you to uh, keep on searching out scriptural truths. Thanks for listening to the All the More podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's allthemore with two O's.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.